Hey, Jess. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Hey, Jason. How are you? Friday the 13th, 2020, the United States. Can I say holy shit? <laughs> <laughs> you can say holy shit, but you know, someone like me with the name being Jason, uh, Friday oh. the 13th was always one of those days where yeah, people made fun of me. So um, don't make too much fun of me. So, hey, welcome to our first now digital meetup. Yeah, welcome everybody. Welcome, we used to have the opportunity to meet people in person and now we're doing it digitally, you know, with this now of work. So I see we've got some, a lot of people on. The first assignment, you guys, for everyone here, go to the chat window and say hello. Go to the chat window, say hello, let us know you're here. And then we're gonna walk through a series of fun stuff. So, wow, we've got James Maddock. Hey, James, we've got Steven. Look at all those people. This is so fun. You know, honestly, thank you everybody for Janice. coming. I think we kind of needed this, but I can't believe the response to this. Yeah, it's been so great. And it's so great to, to get, hey, Maria, how are you? So, Crazy, I just saw Maria in Cabo a few weeks ago. So great to, uh, so great to get everyone together. And uh, what we wanna do for this next period of time uh, is really talk about this concept of the now of work. And we're living in this crazy, crazy time that everyone knows. And I hope that you all have managed to stay safe and, uh, and get through this week. Jess, I know you're in Minneapolis. I'm in Manhattan Beach, California, where we just had our first eight cases of uh, the virus, uh, coronavirus uh, hit last night. Uh, most things here are on uh, shutdown right now. So lots of changes going on in the world. Um, but also I really want us to use this time as a community to think about what our opportunities are together. So, we call this the now of work digital meetup to get people together. And the way that I described this to Jess as we were talking about this is, you know, this, the period of time we're live, that we live in is not going to be solved by one vendor. It's not going to be solved and we're not gonna get through it with one consultancy. We're not gonna get through it by one company. It's gonna require us all to pull together and define what the now of work looks like as this crazy time continues to unfold in front of us. Jess, do you want to add anything to that? Well, and the other thing that's really apparent, and I'm sure we're all, we have too many things to think about, but one of the things we're thinking about is that there's, there's no like just getting to the other side of this. Like we can't wait till it's over. Can't wait till we get back to business as usual. That's not the goal. Business as usual is not the goal. Uh, there is new business that is the new normal on the other side of this. And I, if we start to think about that opportunity, I think it can ground us a little bit, uh, give us some positive things to work toward and rally around um, and give us the right mindset um, and hopefully leave us better positioned on the other side of this. Great, thank you for adding that. So what we're going to do you guys during this period of time is we're going to, first of all, get you talking. Okay, so I would love it if someone, one participant here, raised their hand. And when you raise your hand, Alex, try the- Alex, nice work. <laughs> I'm sorry? Alex won. 
our friend from ServiceNow. Thanks, Alex. Is there someone there that raised their hand? Oh, I see. Alex, I'm going to allow you to talk. So hold on one second. Alex, are you there? I am here. How are Alex, you guys? It's so great to have you. Um, welcome to the digital meetup. I'd love for you to talk about how you're feeling this week. Uh, you know, scared and excited, I guess you could say. Yeah. What's the thing that you're most scared about and what are the, and how does that turn into excitement? Uh, I guess the, the repercussions that could come from, you know, the pandemic that's obviously so, so imminent right now. Um, but the excitement wrapped around that is uh, quite a bit of opportunity for, you know, the digital space. Mm -hmm. Do you mind if you, if I ask you, what do you do to keep yourself sane? Like what are the, some of the personal things from a mental health standpoint that you do to keep yourself sane as you know, we watch Google and we watch the news and notifications pop up in front of us? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, tough to answer. I'd say it's trying to distance myself, I guess you could say, you know, doing any, any regular personal hobbies I might have, like playing guitar, stuff like that, just anything to take my mind away from it, I guess. Or also, I guess, just having conversations around it as well with friends and family. That's awesome. So, well, thank you so much for joining. Um, you know, we're going to do this every week. This is turning into a podcast. So you'll be uh, on our podcast, you know, as well, now that we've heard your voice and what we really want to do, and we're going to talk about content in a few minutes, but I really want to give people the opportunity to share some of the things going on in their life, some of the things that they're seeing and really how they're dealing with some of the things that we have in front of us. So thanks so much for joining Alex. Thanks for having us. Uh, we have someone else that I want to uh, call out. It looks like Jen Von Hagen's on the line. Uh, oh, Jen, hey. Jen, are you there? Hi, guys. I'm here. Jen, Thank Friday. You. Here. you made it. How are you guys? I just joined in because I haven't chatted with you guys in a long time, and I think this is a killer topic. So thanks for having it. What do you uh, tell us? I, Jen is one of the most positive people I know in my world. And... Uh, <laughs> I mean, Jen, maybe you can introduce yourself and, and your background in this space, but what are some of the things that you're doing right now to help yourself think through the time that we're in? Thanks. Yeah, I, well, actually, um, one of the things that I've been thinking about, I went for a run yesterday just to like kind of organize my brain around, you know, what, what are we going to do here since we're all starting to adjust to remote work and some people are really used to it like I am and then some people are really not used to it and I've been sitting here thinking about how do we all just become better at this in this moment where we all have to start relying on not physically maybe seeing each other but still having really productive time together mm -hmm. so all of these meetings and you know I've, I've spent years having these remote meetings and thinking man it's so easy to like check out in the middle of a meeting and not listen and how do we bring our most productive selves to work um sorry don't apologize it's oh. real time real life right now <laughs> no, it's yeah great. and so it's like how do we bring our most productive self to work and understand yeah. how to uh show up at meetings in a way that's really really productive for everyone right so like how do you know that the person you're meeting with on the other end of the line is a detail person or needs the big picture or like how can we serve each other better that's one thing that's on my mind like learning how to be better remote partners. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing on my mind is um, not so much of, of the physical aspects of the virus, but more like, what are all these small businesses that don't, that are so sensitive, mine included, right? Sensitive yeah. to the cycle 
full of work. So if we all get distracted, let's say we all panic by 30 minutes a day and we stop being productive, what are those little small decreases in productivity going to look like as they, you know, butterfly effect, right? Yeah. So pro projects slow down, business partners like myself who rely on pushing things forward and making things happen and sending invoices and things like that. What are those little slowdowns going to do when they all add up across entire businesses? So I think a lot of small and medium sized businesses are really sensitive to productivity. And if, if it yeah. slows down, right. While a large corporation can probably absorb a little bit of a slowdown in productivity, there's just so many freelancers and gig economy peeps that aren't, aren't able to absorb that. And so how do we stay productive and be better remote partners are, is what's on my mind right now. No, Jen, and it's really, really important. And that's one of the reasons that we created this community. And we'll talk about the Slack channel in a little bit. But, you know, this whole concept of the gig economy and how do people do fractional work is going to be really important. And we want to give people in this community the opportunity to talk about what they're doing and if they have some availability during some of these downtimes. So I really, really appreciate you joining the community. And uh, you know, thanks for being on. And yeah. one of the other things I think is someone like yourself who you know, you have a little bit of attention deficit disorder like myself. Well, sorry to self-diagnose, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, how do we make sure that when we use video that we're all in, that we're not doing 10, 15 things at the same time and we're paying attention in this world of remote is a key topic that, that we're going to be talking about going forward. Love it. No, I'm, I'm going to need to learn. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for joining. Yeah, sure. Yeah, thank you. So Jess, I'm going to take one more call here, since, or a couple more calls since we have them, and then we'll jump in. I but love it. Cheryl, I see Cheryl's on. Cheryl, are you there? I am now. Cheryl? Good afternoon. Hi, Cheryl. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Um, Thanks for joining. I know, um, much like Jen, my concern has been focused um, on the ripple effect to the small companies. Um, I just recently left the CHRO gig for a national tech firm. And um, so I, I have a heart for all of these employees, especially who are working remotely. But then if we add to that, the fact that, for example, here in Michigan, at 11 o'clock last night, the governor holds an emergency um, uh, conference and announces we're shutting down all the schools. Yeah. So. I'm thinking, uh, you know, my CHRO, now CEO hat is on. It's like, yes, I understand the impact to the business, but we just had tens of thousands of parents go, what the hell am I going to do with my kids tomorrow? Mm -hmm. And so, the number of kids that <clears throat> that's where they get their two meals a day. Um, so at midnight, midnight last night, we're mobilizing to make sure people have places to take their kids for daycare if they don't, if they're not in a position to remote work, how are we going to? feed these kids. And I know for in the HR space, we really get focused on supporting the business um, and supporting our employees. But I think what this pandemic has brought to our doorstep is the remembering that they're not just our employees, they're real people. And they, they have so much more going on than just trying to get their jobs done every day. And that's where we as an HR community really have the opportunity to step up. Mm -hmm. and connect and help. So Cheryl, we're, we're so lucky to have you on. Like what are, can, I mean, and, and I know that it's putting you on the spot, but I mean, are there one or two things that you can call out that you would say that we can all be doing now? And I mean, it, just as humans, 
because this isn't just about our jobs as humans to help people through situations like this. So I would speak to the same type of platform that we're doing today with a digital meetup amongst us as, as peers is what we were utilizing in the middle of the night last night as a community. Um, social media was exploding last night and the outpouring, um, I have to tell you, if there's a silver lining to all of this is that there is such a generosity of humanity still out there. Um, people were um, checking on their neighbors, who needs to go get groceries? How do, how do we make sure that those with health, that compromised health issues are not out there? All at the same time, while, while employers are also chiming in and saying, listen, we support our employees. If this is what they need to do, we're going to keep the business running, but we're going to help them keep their lives running as well. Um, we're going to all come through this, but I guarantee you, without a doubt, um, on the other side, the employees who worked for companies and people and leaders that supported them through this, you want to talk about off the charts engagement. Mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's going to show and I think we're going to be able to track it. Yeah, I, Cheryl, I could not agree more. Before all of this, if, which was only a couple of weeks ago, that sounds crazy, uh, employee experience was already the name of the game, but for lots of different reasons. We had lots of HR speak for how we talked about employee experience. Right now, it's about making human lives matter and helping and reaching out and being there in a time of need that really has nothing to do with your business. It has to do with the people who have been a part of your business. I absolutely agree. Yeah, I know that it's been fortunate. Like I said, I stepped away from my space, started my own company. And part of Three Flights HR is the commitment to community. And it's, a, it's really a chance to just walk the walk instead of talking the talk. Um, and I hope that other employers uh, do the same. And Cheryl, hey, as part of what you do, you know, it, be sure to go in the chat and put the name of your company there so people can visit your uh, the okay, website we'll to learn more. Thank you. Not looking to advertise, is. though. Right now, just no, no, no this isn't about advertising. But, yeah. you know, a way to it, help. It, yeah. um, and don't you think, too, by working with our teams, working with our, with our employees, and working with our community, when you're able to do something and take action, I mean, don't, don't you think that we step into that mental health space where we're empowering and, and saying, listen, this is very frightening. We get it, but you don't have to sit there at home and be afraid. Would you like to be part of helping? Mm -hmm. And when people are able to proactively do that, I think that that all, it's just one more terrific step that we take in helping our employer, our employees uh, deal with what's going on right now, giving them a place where they can be in charge and help. Yeah, Cheryl, I think it's a great call out the concept of, you know, mental health and, you know, it's something that um, unfortunately it's still a stigma in most organizations, but, but it's, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be up to organizations right now to either stand up and deal with it or to cower behind it. And uh, I think it's a huge, huge opportunity for organizations to step up and realize this is about the whole person. This isn't about the worker and then the home life. This is about the whole person. And if we don't deal with that right now, we're missing a huge, huge opportunity. So, hey, thank you, Cheryl, for joining. You're I'm welcome. going to uh, go back and mute you if you have kids at home or other people at home, but uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and uh, mute you. Thanks for joining and I hope you can join these into the future and you Absolutely. continue to add some insight.
you know, Jess, there's a great comment that came in. I would love you guys to keep commenting on the chat here if you could, and we're going to open up the Slack channel as well. But there's a great comment that came in, Jess, I'd love your thoughts on, which is I'd add a question to the next engagement survey, which, mm -hmm. you know, I don't really want to use this time to talk about my feeling on engagement surveys yeah. um, too much, but I'd like to, I, I, would, I would make a call up to everyone in HR right now that this is a perfect time to get rid of the yearly engagement survey. Like what yeah. a great time to get rid of the dumb thing, because yeah. guess what? I need to know how people feel right now. Right now. And in five right minutes. Right now. And tonight. And I don't, I, I, I can't deal with what happened next. You know, so when, what's going to happen a week from now or two weeks from now? So this question, my employer cared for me as a person during the virus pandemic, then works backwards into what would it take to make people feel that way? That one question, my employer cared for me as a person, as a person during the virus pandemic. I think it's a great, great call out, Robert. And, you know, this is, a, I mean, crazy. This is HR's time to shine. This yeah. is HR and employer's time to shine in a moment of crisis. You know, one of the benefits that I, I see coming out of all of this is that concepts that we used to treat as sort of light and fluffy, like engagement and experience and wellness at work. These are very real, perhaps the most mission critical things you can be thinking about and executing on right now. And those are no longer light and fluffy. Those are like daily tactics to keep your people healthy, engaged, accounted for. Do you even know where everybody is? What if you had somebody traveling this week when you put a travel ban down? Are you checking in with them? Does their family know that, the, that their employer cares about where they are if they're on a plane or not at home? Um, so there, there are some really simple but incredible things we can be doing right now. So as part of this series, which is going to once again be every Friday, and we've had some requests from outside the United States to move the time around a little yeah. bit. So, you know, we may do that because we have people from India and Australia and, and Asia, Asia all wanting to join in on this. Um, the concept is to think about the now of work. And as part of the now of work, one of the things I want to talk about is what we've been doing at LeapGen is focusing on the future of work. And Jess and I, in putting this together, all of a sudden had our oh shit moment. And we're like, holy cow, the future is now. Like, the future is now. It's almost, I don't even know what to say. It's almost stupid to talk about the future of work when we're dealing with this moment right now. And it's so interesting to watch organizations that actually took the time to prepare and watch organizations that are struggling right now as the workforce is trying to deal with this crazy, crazy situation. So as we think about that, what we want to do is we want to make sure this meetup is out there. We want to make sure you guys are talking. And the way we're going to do that is powered by LeapGen. We want to host this through this webinar platform where you can raise your hand. And by the way, that means I want more of you to raise your hand and add your thoughts throughout this, but give you the opportunity to raise your hand. But on top of that, go to Slack. So we've gone ahead and engaged leveraging Slack, a partner of ours, to make sure that our community is open to as many people around the world that want to join. And you can do that by scanning this QR code and it will take you right into the now digital meetup community. 
And what we've had requests for already is the opportunity for people to share things that their organizations are doing around making their workforce feel safe, around making their workforce feel communicated to, among making their workforce feel appreciated during these moments of crisis so that we can learn from each other and we can share those things across organizations and around the world. So please, please, please join the Slack conversation. And I realize that some of this information is company proprietary, but if there are things that you can share, if there are questions that you have that you can ask the other folks in the meetup, please, please, please use the Slack channel. It's 24 seven, it's global. We already have people from all over the world on it. This is an opportunity for us to learn and make this into something better than it is today. Um, Audra, Audra just added a really interesting note in the comments that said, my company is allowing all employees to take sick time without using their PTO. So cool. Right. You know, that's one little example, but there's a lot of organizations that don't have the, the brain power to think about all of these things right now that by us sharing them, we can bring them back to our employers and say, have we thought about this? Hey, guess what? So-and-so is doing that. Jess, do you want to add anything right here? No, I mean, that's, a, that's the perfect example. Talk about feeling, there's a lot that it feels like we can't control right now, but if you have somebody, and that's the people that you've chosen to go do good work with, um, helping to look over you and you know show care and concern for you, talk about a sense of you know calm when we need it right now. Uh, so something like that, that that kind of gesture is massive and, and pays massive dividends. Not that anybody's looking for it to pay dividends. It's the right thing to do for sure. So as this QR code's up on the screen, I'm on my phone, not that I'm not paying attention to you all, watching <laughs> Slack, seeing who's out there. So if you're in the now digital meetup group, please say hello. Please make sure that we know you're out there. I see Ellen is actually Hi, in Ellen. the zoom chat which is great yeah. i see ragu's already on the the slack channel kane's on the slack channel Lindsay's on the chat channel janice is on but she's leaving in five minutes Hi, um, janice. Ja hey janice runs the ohug group so great to have such a great great group of people here and what i want we want to do is continue to build this so that we continue these conversations in that hey jay continue this conversation you know over time now, the next thing that I want to ask is I want someone, if possible, to volunteer and talk about what's going on in their community. Someone that has kids, someone that has kids, that their kids are home from school, that can share what they're, do what they're actually going through to deal with that. What are you doing from a work standpoint to deal with the fact that you've got kids running around and you're being asked to work full time? That anyone, anyone, anyone that can talk uh, on, raise your hand on the, on the Zoom, if you could. It looks like uh, uh, Janice might want to. Yeah. Janice, I think, I think you do. I'm going to go ahead and allow you to talk, and then we'll move on to Lindsay. Uh, Janice, are you there? there. Janice? I'm here. Hey, Janice. Hey, Janice. I, yeah, I, I do have two young children. 
And uh, they're saying school will be closed starting Monday, although we haven't got a formal announcement yet. Um, but my husband works for the school district, so I'm hoping that he's going to turn into the the nanny. Mm. <laughs> all that happens. Um, Are you set up for a home office? Are you set up so the both of you could have a home office and yes. your kids running around at the same time? We are full-time home office. I, I, I was just commenting to someone, I've been working remotely for almost 20 years. So it's it's a normal thing. And in my office, I have a separate dedicated office with a door on it. And um, sometimes though, I have to put the TV on to keep the kids out of here when I have a conference call, which is, is my last choice of, of things I want them to do. Okay, good. Well, um, thanks for any, you know, thanks for jumping in. Thank you so much for being part of this. And any other tips that you have, please share them on the Slack group as well. You know, a lot of us, uh, because it's become more common, are used to working from home, at least occasionally, um, if not full time. So, and we feel spoiled. Like it would probably be hard for some of us to ever go back into an office again, because we're so used to working with the kind of independence we have. But if people aren't used to that and they actually feel less effective and less productive, that's a problem. Um, and so I think it's really useful for those of us who are used to working in a virtual company uh, running a remote workforce, have a work from home policy already, like share the love, share your best practices, your ideas for staying productive, even if it's getting up at the same time every morning and making your bed before you do anything else. Um, but even if it's like tools and tricks you use to stay connected with your colleagues, with customers, uh, we've made it a best practice from the get go at LeapGen, you always turn your video on when you're when you're phone conferencing with people, we have to see each other. We have to connect um, in big and small ways. So I think that's some good stuff we can put out in the universe to help people who are trying to get used to something that, that you know, they feel like a fish out of water, maybe. L lots of those best practices will be coming forward as well. And Jess, I see Janice said she set up project stations at different locations in the house for kids. Puzzles, make your own smoothie, scrapbooks, and fort making. See, Janice and I are like sisters from another mister or something. Janice, I love it. It's the kind of stuff I would do. So <laughs> uh, Janice, I would love it if uh, you get a chance, share some pictures on the Slack chat because uh, it, oh, yeah. we, can all, uh, we can all learn from that. Thanks for adding that. I think it's a great point. Uh, Will actually said it's spring break in Texas, which is interesting. This is falling during spring break. Yeah. So plan to have the kids out of school already. Uh, but wouldn't be surprised if it gets extended. And I, based on what I'm hearing, I wouldn't be surprised either. It'll be fascinating when that happens, you know, to think about, hey, how do the kids realize that, hey, we're home. Uh, I can tell you about my kids who are 15 and 12. They're like, school's out, dad, let's go play. Like, whoa, <laughs> I'm still working. And guess what? You're still working. They're like, no, there's no school. I'm like, yeah, it's virtual school. So really, really fascinating as this changes. And I personally think, and I just had, we just, at LeapGen, we just had our company call right before this, where I said that this is gonna put more pressure on workforces because guess what? Kids are now learning to work remotely mm -hmm. in school. Mm -hmm. Okay, in school. They're gonna be more ready than ever and expect more when they enter the workplace to say, you're seriously gonna make me come into the office now that I went to school? and working that way. So really, really fascinating concept. 
someone else I want to get on the line here uh, is Lindsay. Lindsay DeBover um, is in Michigan, and Lindsay's with Domino's. And I don't want to ask, I'm going to, uh, hold on one second, let me get her uh, on. Hey, Lindsay. Oop. Hey, Lindsay. Lindsay, are you there? Can you hear me okay? Hi, yes, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, thanks for joining. Thanks so much for joining. I don't want to ask you too many questions about Domino's, and okay. you probably can't share a lot about Domino's, but one of the things I thought about right away is, wow, maybe since no one's going to go out to restaurants, everyone's going to be ordering pizzas. Uh, yeah. And I realized well, our... the, question wasn't, the question wasn't to talk about that. The question was, what are you doing with your kids? But no, our stock is doing relatively okay also. in comparison. <laughs> Good. Um, yeah, so I have two. I have an eight-year-old and an almost two-year-old, so that it's a little little different level of intensity for both of them. So with our daughter, we're thinking about curriculum. So is the school district going to offer anything remote for her and for her age group in particular? I know in high school, they're a little better equipped to do that, but I'm not sure at her level. Um, and if not, how do I keep her kind of in a normal routine. Um, and then with our son, our daycare hasn't closed yet, but they're monitoring, obviously based on the advice of the governor to, to shut all of the public schools down. So, you know, just kind of thinking about at what point do we make the call, even if the daycare doesn't, and then and family members step in. Um, we're fortunate, my husband works uh, for a company on the West Coast, so we could possibly kind of swing our schedules a little so I can start early here in Eastern time and he can work a little later and, and just try to be flexible, but, but it will be an adventure and we'll have some family bonding time. So Lindsay, for, for an organization like Domino's where you have a big corporate campus, what's the, is the corporate campus closed and are you ready to work remotely? So yeah, we've been asked to, only come in if absolutely necessary at this point. So our corporate campus, um, everybody's been given kind of the green light to, to try to work remotely as much as possible. Um, my husband works remote 100% of the time. So he has a pretty well-appointed home office set up. I have a less well-appointed um, home office space, but it doesn't have a door. So when the kids are here, we might have to take turns in his office. Good, but overall, Ever, the people in the organization are used to working via video and it's business no. as usual, just not in person. No, not typically um, video usage. So I, I'll be curious to see if that ends up happening more often. I think it, I think it creates better habits and you do feel more connected when you see people's faces that you're talking to. Mm -hmm. I love Jen's recommendation over in the Slack channel. This uh, like we said earlier, LeapGen was already a virtual company, so we feel pretty natural in this environment already. And much of my marketing team, all of my marketing team is on the West Coast. So I'm always, I'm an early riser anyway, and I'm a couple hours ahead of them. So the idea, Jen, around having your high productive hours, we already sort of naturally work this way on my team, but I think it's a great best practice to call out. Like, not just, you're all tag teaming among your, on your home front. Like who's going to watch the kids? Who's going to get work done right now? Who's going like that concept applied to work? Like even within your own work teams, this is when I can be online. Make sure I've got five really productive, you know, things uh, that are priorities that I can tackle at that time and then pass the ball back to somebody else or let, you know, just that 
communication about when people can be available and can be productive. Um, I think that's a really great idea. Yeah, Jess, there's a few other comments that I want to make sure that we read. Um, Lindsay, thank you so much for joining. I really no appreciate problem. it. And thanks for, uh, for joining. And hopefully you can get on the Slack channel with us as well. I hope you have a good weekend. Thanks, you too. So there's been a comment uh, that came in that said, our company expanded guidelines for paid time away for many situations, including school closures, transportation issues, and quarantine. I think that's only necessary. I think that has to happen. Um, that's going to continue to happen. And, you know, once again, I personally think that em employees are going to make decisions on whether or not they work for an organization in the future based on how their organization actually responds to some of these things, how they communicate some of these things. Um, one of the things that we're doing, and I, I, I didn't even think about it, but Kim Hager, our chief people officer, reminded me that we have an employee assistance plan. We have an employee assistance program, an EAP. And a lot of us have these EAPs within our organizations, but they're things that, you know, hey, we've read about once or we've, there's a poster in the cafeteria or they're buried on the link farm or the portal. And we don't realize that these are things that are benefits that we can take advantage of. So if we are feeling anxiety or if we are worried about something, look into your employee assistance program that your employer hopefully offers and if you know and and take advantage of it because this is what they're for so many organizations spend money on these employee assistance programs and people don't get a chance to leverage them um someone else said love that thought our kids will be more comfortable with remote work online learning i i, I think that's only going to be the case and I, I the thing that i find really funny ira about that is that guess what people the kids are excited also Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't know what this means. None of us know what this means. Does this mean the end of bricks and mortar schools? Does this mean the end of bricks and mortar offices? You know, I think it depends on how long this goes, but it's going to be fascinating to see what comes out on the other end. And the reason that, that we at LeapGen felt so strongly about building this community is because I think there's going to be a whole bunch of stuff, whether it be tax laws, whether it be work laws and things like that that change, you know, in a, in a period of time here that it's going to be important for us to try to think through. Uh, someone else. Oh, sorry, Jess, go ahead. You know, I was just thinking about that. Um, I think it will be interesting and exciting to see who dares to cross boundaries. What learning company is going to offer their tools to education now if they yep corporate learning or vice versa. Like who dares to challenge their business model to say, I think our thing could work like this or could help that right now. Uh, that's audacity and I can't wait to see who does it. I think there's huge opportunity for those people out there who begin to think that way if they're not already. You know, we have an amazing um, contribution from Steve Lewis on the Slack channel where they actually, he posted their visitor guidelines. Thank you. And they're, Love thank you so much, Steve. Those visitor guidelines are great. And once again, this is a great tool for people to use, to be able to, you know, if you want to leverage some of that same content to be able to bring into your organizations, that's exactly what this tool is for. Steve uh, was with an organization in Minneapolis, but Steve is also 
um, the professor of an amazing HR, a digital HR class that I've had the opportunity to work with uh, in, at the University of Minnesota. And Steve has, there are, Steve's actually promoted this group, our meetup, to those students at the University of Minnesota. So we have a number of those students on as well, which is really, really exciting. And it's really exciting to have them as part of our community. Um, another question that just came in, and I love this question because I had this conversation yeah. with someone just yesterday, is do you think our technology infrastructure such as VPN is ready for the increased load with more people working remotely? <laughs> you know, so it's, a, that's, it's an opinion question, <laughs> which is, so I will give you my personal opinion and my personal opinion is no. Um, I think a lot of organizations are gonna struggle uh, and, you know, one of the things that I talk about a lot from a thought leadership standpoint is it's 2020 outside of work. What year is it inside of work? And I think that organizations are going to really be stressed in these situations when all of a sudden their employees start doing video calls, when all of a sudden my chat communication goes up, even though it's just little data points. I think that they're going to be stressed. I think help desks are going to be stressed. I think experience centers are going to be stressed. I think we're going to put have a lot more pressure about putting new emphasis on portals, et cetera, et cetera. And I think everything that we've been talking about from an employee experience standpoint has really been an emphasis. Um, notice, I, we just got a comment from Tina Seashore. Uh, Tina's with, hi Tina. Tina's with an organization called Oshkosh up in Wisconsin. And she said, our VPN has been tested by our digital technology team and our office team members. They have increased and believe it's ready. Our production team members cannot work from home. That's a challenge. And I think that's, it's so, so important. I was on the phone with a big uniform producer earlier this morning where their people can't work from home. You know, that work can't be done and they're scared to death uh, about what's going to happen going forward. So I, back to the question Steve asked, I think VPN in a lot of organizations is going to struggle. Um, and you see that in organizations, Tina works for a, an organization that's a government contractor. You know, in some cases it may be tested better than others, but I think there's gonna be a lot of work and a lot of uh, eye-opening that goes on over that. Jess, do you want anything there? Not about VPN, it's a great call out. There are some like really real things that you know people are thinking about in terms of business continuity uh, and even just remobilizing their, their workers. Um, a couple of people, Andrew and Jen, are talking about, you know, I'm, I'm trying to like stay online and stay engaged and continue to service customers, but my kids are in the background and, uh, you know, it's, it's trying for sure. And Jen called out, think about these littles, you know, they're dealing with disappointment, canceled trips, canceled spring break, missing the final semester of college or school or, you know, whatever activities that they're involved in, their world is so small and simple. And my, my, my oldest, oldest child is 10 years old. The three of those little people have never seen anything like this. And that's true for many of you. Uh, and so think about how we're communicating not only to each other, but to the people around us and the little people and those who might have a, you know, more sensitive nerves or higher anxiety than others, a word just keeps coming to mind and that's grace. I think we need to show each other a lot, a lot of grace, work and life right now. 
Yeah, I mean, one of the things that I've been talking a lot about to my kids, and I think that kids are really important at conversation here, and whether they're your own kids or whether they're someone else's kids, is that, you know, this is really our first Googleable crisis. This is really our first notification-based crisis. If we think about when notifications became out there on the phone, on our devices, it was 2010. And kids now are so used to, and they're getting bombarded every second with, this is closing, this is closing. NBA is shut, I mean, a big topic in my house. NBA is shut down, Major League Baseball stopped. And kids don't know how to process this. A lot of us aren't necessarily quite sure how to process it, but kids for sure don't know how to process it. So, you know, anything that we can do to help bring, I said to my kids, like, I'm going to include you on some of my work calls. And they're really excited about it mm. because like, wow, this is a really interesting, I mean, it's one of my little tips, but you know, they said, wow, that's going to be cool. Like, cause we were in school all day. We wouldn't be able to do that. Now, guess what? We're going to be able to learn a few things, which wow. I think, you know, is an interesting opportunity for us to, uh, for all of us to think about. You know, I think another thing for us to think about, and we're going to talk about this on next week's uh, digital meetup is how do we hone our presentation and communication skills remotely? How do we hone those skills? And in a, in a few minutes here, we're going to play a little game um, that, where you're all going to participate in the game as one of the ways to drive interactive presentations and try to keep them fresh. But really, really important to think about that. We're, like I said, we're going to cover those uh, some topics like that on next week's uh, meetup. Uh, someone said this is going to feel a lot like them to the recession and 9-11 felt for young children. I think they're right. Um, we have someone on the line I see from the Mayo Clinic that said we just doubled our VPN capacity. It still has to be determined what business groups have priorities. So, Steve, there's an answer to your question. Uh, there are going to be challenges. You know, there are going to be challenges along the way. And, you know, and if I could ask any policies that you guys have that you want to throw up on the Slack channel that others can learn from, I think it's going to be great. Um, someone else just said, uh, how many companies effectively onboarding new employees virtually and keeping them connected while working remotely? I think it's such a great, holy cow question. Yeah, it really <laughs> Sorry, that's one of those OSM, those oh shit moment questions to me. I was like, oh my gosh, we're going to be onboarding new employees where you never get to go into the office, perhaps for a bit. And keeping them connected, working remotely. Yeah. Someone just added on the Slack channel, Biogen has gone 100% virtual onboarding. So I think that's going to be fascinating, depending on the length of this, which is going to be a while. How do we onboard people virtually? Mm -hmm. Are we set up to do that? You know, I mean, Jess, you know, at LeapGen, we talk about this all the time. How do I build an anti-fragile structure around experience that when things like this happen, we're ready? Yeah. You know, in reality, a lot of organizations haven't gotten there. You know, I think, I feel like until now we've been playing the what if game. What if, yep. you know, this thing happened tomorrow? Well, it just did. And so if you weren't working on some of these things before, uh, this is not the time to panic. This is the time to respond. Uh, I love the onboarding question. I used to work with an onboarding um, 
company. And I used to say it should be virtual already. If you're waiting until day one when that person walks in your front door and you march them into a conference room and plunk them down with a handbook and a manual, you've, you've already like sort of started off on the wrong foot. You should, you know, it starts on day zero, the moment they say yes. So, so this is the time to start to think about some of those best practices that maybe you were trying to work toward before. Now they're mandatory. They're no longer optional. You know, and Jess, I think that next week we should actually act, add virtual onboarding as, you know, spend I half the time yeah. on the topic of working remote, but half the time on this concept of virtual onboarding and just have people throw out ideas because, you know, I think there's so, I mean, there's so much to learn in that area that yeah. I would guess just hasn't, that have not been addressed yet yeah. by organizations. And it's, and it's onboarding and ongoing. You don't stop onboarding people. You keep recruiting them. You keep nurturing and engaging and building a relationship with them. So culture uh, and your internal, you know, making your employer brand real inside the company, not just something you, you market outside to people you're wooing and courting. This is the time to deliver on your EVP and to make your brand and your culture real, not just lip service. I would love to source, and I will, I'll plant some people, but if anybody knows really, really good folks uh, with good stories, good practices to follow um, along those topics, I'd love to get them into the conversation next week. Someone just added, Jess, that our QR code has reached its limit. So uh, great we're to see technology. Such a, we're breaking the technology, our VPN doesn't have a chance to, uh, to even deal with it. So, uh, you know, we'll make sure that we, uh, it looks like someone just added back uh, another uh, conversation. Yeah, follow, follow the link, yeah. We can do that. Um, Klaus from Mayo Clinic just posted Mayo's information page. And I just have to say, Klaus, thank you so much for that. Thank you, yeah. What a great resource, um, you know, that for all of us to use. And the more that you can spread that around to your networks, um, you know, that information page that Klaus posted there can be really, really valuable to spread to, you know, employees as well as to our families, um, you know, going forward. Um, there's one more topic that I want to make sure we get to, and we're going to jump into this concept of the game and then talk about a few other things. But just, you know, when we think about length of time, you know, we think about uncertainty, like, mm -hmm. it, you know, and I'm just going to pick on you for a second, just because I used to live in Minnesota. Now that I live in Southern California, I don't deal with this yet. Or excuse me, I don't deal with this at all. But in Minnesota, you have snow days. Yeah. Where, oh my gosh, it's a snow day. And guess what? Kids are home and, you know, we get to work from home today. Like, what do you, what do you think about the length of time that this might last for? And I realize I'm asking an impossible question, but... Like, what do you think about that? And do you think that there's going to be a period of time, and I'd love people's comments on this, that guess what? They just don't go back to work for the next six months. Okay. Or they don't go back to work the same way they were working before. That this is one of those seminal moments where remote work now becomes the norm. Yeah, I think so many things change permanently and forever for the better and just for lots of reasons that just become the new reality. Um, you know, length of time, I can relate as a Minnesotan and so can Steve and Klaus and Jen in Chicago. Like, you know, we suffer interminable winters here. <laughs> and when you're in the moment, 
in January stinks and the sun doesn't come out for days and days and it seems like it's below zero forever, it feels like forever while you're in it. As soon as the sun comes out and you hit 50 degrees again and all, you know, the sun rises again, you look back and you go, oh, okay, that was fine. Um, this isn't going to be fine. There's going to be effects that everybody, you know, deals with, real things that are impacting everybody personally, financially, you know, work-wise, health. <laughs> Obviously, we're concerned about health. Um, but it's going to end. It's going to be over. And plan for the positive things you carry through to the other side. Don't just wait for it to be over and, and suffer and worry your way through it plan optimistically, strategically, what is the new world of work going to look like in your business? How can you help activate that today? Rally your people around that. That gives us all something positive and forward thinking to think about and work toward. You know, and, and, and I think this is, as much as I don't want this virus to be the thing that does this, I think this is really good. I think this adds pressure to organizations to put the remote work in place. It's gonna make us more productive. It's gonna take an hour off of our commute. It's gonna make the global climate much, much better. If I read some of the comments on Slack, someone just said, this will get fixed in two months. Like I'm praying that's correct. You know, but the transition to remote will accelerate to a point of no return before this ends. China has accelerated robotics in the last four weeks dramatically. Wow. I think that's just so, so important when we think about the concept of experience is how do we create that experience for people where we're not going to be worried as much about the physical experience at work, but we need to be thinking about this concept of virtual experience. You know, tied to that, one of the things that we vowed to do, Jess, is we vowed to try new tools here. Yeah, I love as it. As part of this, as tools that you guys can use. So um, we're going to try a tool. And as you know, in the world of Agile, you fail fast. Mm -hmm. So if this tool doesn't work, guess what? It's not our fault. We're going to fail fast and we're going to learn together. But what I want to do is I want us to, and we've had an employee at LeapGen who gave us this idea, to play a game. And the game is using a tool, an app called Kahoot. And go ahead and type in on Slack whether you've ever used Kahoot or not. But I, it came out in the email. And if not, I'd ask you guys to download Kahoot. Okay, go to Kahoot and download Kahoot if you don't have it on your phone, okay? And what we're going to do as part of that process is we're actually going to play a game in Kahoot. Now, why would we on this Leap Chat be playing a game? We'd be playing a game because what we're trying to do is we're trying to help bring to life the concepts that there are new ways of working. Okay, there are new ways of thinking and there's new ways to bring to life experiences with people. So we're going to go ahead and play a game and this game, we're gonna play one-on-one -on -one. and what you see now is you actually see the opportunity to go into the Kahoot app and type in this pin. This pin is 6710896. Are we just okay. hitting the we search? Have... We're going to search, Jason, and typing that in? You can go to kahoot.it and type it in from a browser, or you can go into the mobile app and just type in the pin. 
So far we have Harry, Lindsay, Kane, Klaus, Leah, Steve, Brad, Allie. We're up to eight players, nine players. We've got Jewel that's joined. We're up to 10 players. And once again, if you guys don't want to play, you know, the purpose here is that you can watch. We've got Kelly, we've got Shan. Uh, we're up to 15 players. Now, the fun about this, you guys, is notice what we're doing. We're breaking off from that same conversation that we had before into an opportunity to try to bring some things to life, okay? Try to bring some concepts to life. And what we're going to do in a second is we're actually gonna start a game. Now, the power of this tool Kahoot, if you haven't used it before, is you can build your own questions. These could be polling questions. These could be questions that are preloaded about helping people understand things like what's it like to work from home and have some fun with it. Or they could be general questions, name the president, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, hopefully we can capture this pin and put it into the chat so, and the Slack. So for those of you that, uh, that aren't in yet, uh, can continue to join because some of you are still downloading. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and start the game. We've got 34 people. And once again, we're going to play a game here. So I'm going to click start. And what you'll see on your device is an opportunity to play along. So we're going to start. It's seven questions. 2019 in search is our topic. The movie blank was searched the most globally. I'm the worst at trivia like this, by the way. So good luck to the rest of you. I won't be hard to beat. I'm in 37th the... place. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us feel good about how we did. Some of us don't feel good about how we did. But we can see the answer was Avengers Endgame. 11 people got it right. Next, as we can see, Suzanne's on top. She's not at all competitive. Steve Clearly. is next. Steve is next. And Colleen, we will now move on to the next question. I hope that's Colleen Noggle, by the way. Hi, Colleen. Most search TV show globally. Better not be in 37th place. <laughs> Let's change their answer, Jay. <laughs> Five seconds. The image might be a clue, huh? Look at those answers that we got. Yes! Game of Thrones. 
Game of Thrones, the most searched TV show globally in 2019. Let's check our leaderboard. Ryan jumps to the top, followed by Colleen, Emily, Mike, and Jill. Question number three, true or false? <laughs> Ross, yeah. Worst year for Game of Thrones, huh? Jess, I love listening to you ponder these things verbally. <laughs> I don't know how to shut it off. <laughs> Is that why we're podcasting? Together? False. 18 out of 23. Got that right. Let's check our leaderboard. I love the little coaching that happens in the game, too. Uh, Tammy right now is up 16 places. She's our highest climber. Ryan still in first place with 39.22. Next question. Open-ended. In which country was the top search Disney Plus during 2019? In which country was the top search Disney Plus during 2019? I know, I agree, Alex. We, we're not getting the correct answers for some of these. Who would rather do a game like this than traditional learning anytime? <laughs> Just saying. Check our leaderboard. Jill is now in first place, uh, followed by Emily, Allie, and Ryan. Question number five. What was not in the top 10 most searched news globally in 2019? Mm. Notre Dame, Copa America, Area 51, or the Women's World Cup, which was not in the top 10? The Women's World Cup. Two people got that answer correct. We may see a change in the leaderboard. Klaus up seven places is the highest climber. On to question six, a puzzle. Notice we're doing these on purpose. I'm trying to show off the tool. Put these searches about musicians and bands in the right order. From most to least. Yes, that's drag and drop, Jess. <laughs> I want somebody to chat who you'd rather listen to as well. Yeah, that's another question. Once you're done, would you rather listen to Motley Crue, R. Kelly, Eilish, or Joy Vila? Leah, are we proud Jason knew how to pronounce all these musical things? <laughs> <laughs> it's very rare. I was I was questioning whether or not I should even try. <laughs> For those that don't know, my pop culture is often challenged within our organization. Jen, your feedback, you need to be looking at the screen and the shapes are what you use. 93% Motley Crue. Correct order is R. Kelly, Billie Eilish, Motley Crue, and then Joy Vila. 
Let's check our results. Alex Zia is the highest climber. Notice our results, Jill, Emily, Aloe, Ryan. Let's go on to question seven. Last quiz. The recipe for what was the most searched recipe in 2019? Shepherd's pie? Chicken Parmesan. What are chaffles? Chaffles, which I didn't even know how to pronounce it, so I'm glad you said it. And snickerdoodle cookies. It. For the hell of it. Suzanne says she knows this one. The recipe for blank was the most searched recipe in 2019. And I want to know why. What cultural thing happened to make that so? I love Shepherd's pie. Here's our 2019 podium. Emily came in third. Congratulations, Emily. Colleen came in second. And first, Jill. Congratulations. So, and our runners up, Jewel and Allie. So guys, <laughs> thanks for letting us do that. Yeah. I really wanted to do that just as a way to get you guys able to see a piece of technology, try it out. It's called Kahoot. When we think about the types of things that we're going to have to do to keep people engaged in our organizations, that's really, really important. As we wrap this up, so first of all, thank you guys for joining. This quote from the late Jack Welsh is a quote that we always use. If the rate of change on the outside exceeds the rate of change on the inside, I'm not gonna say the end is near, but we have an opportunity. Guys, right now, the rate of change on the outside of work is exceeding the rate of change on the inside drastically. Therefore, we have an opportunity and we together are gonna to take advantage of that opportunity. I wanted to give you one more QR code. On March 24th, LeapGen in partnership with HR Executive will be doing a global webinar called The Now of Work, New HR Guideposts for Navigating 2020. Please, please share this with others in your organization. It's gonna be a great event where we talk about some of these guideposts and some of these things that we need to be thinking about as we move forward. So Jess, um, I'm going to turn it back over to you to kind of wrap us up, but really quickly on behalf of myself, thank you so much for making this first meetup happen. Um, and Jess, I wanna thank you for helping make it happen and your whole team. Guys, we're in a tough time. We're in a tough time and tough times need togetherness. As I said earlier, it's not gonna be one vendor, one consultancy, one enterprise. It's gonna be all of us together that help get us through this. And I hope if nothing else, that we can spend this hour every Friday having some fun together and really talk about how do we move the industry forward and help us in our jobs. Jess? I don't know how to better wrap it than that, but I really, you know, this is an example of us thinking differently and trying to have some create creativity and fun and and provide some inspiration and help along the way. And that's what we're here to do. We're going to continue doing this. Um, we're not saying that we know all the answers or that those guideposts we're going to talk about are are definite. You know, who knows what we'll be talking about in two weeks. Um, but we are here to help. We have the resources, the talent, the um, passion and the love to do this and so please tell us what you need um, along the way please continue to share your examples and your stories and we will amplify and broadcast and make all of that help available as far and wide as we can and i really appreciate everybody being on this journey with us thanks a lot guys use the slack channel stay in touch we're going to make sure that you're out there 
And uh, going forward, um, we'll keep building this community together. So thanks a ton, everyone. And I hope you have a great weekend and please stay safe. Um, and let's all get back together next Friday, all looking just as good and happy and uh, together as we do today. Have a great weekend, everyone. Take care. Thanks, everyone.